Hi friends, I'm Amy Julia Becker, and this is Love is Stronger Than Fear. This is a podcast about responding to social division with hope and healing. And as the events of the past week in particular demonstrate, we are a people with lots of division, and we are in need of hope and of healing. I'm really glad to be back with you all, and I want to today just give you a little taste of the season we have ahead of us. I want to offer some clips from upcoming interviews with Jamar Tisby, Luann Huska, Catherine Wolf. But before I do that, let me just offer a little context for where we're headed. I am sure that these conversations will be helpful and encouraging and thought-provoking for people like you who want to participate in personal and social healing in our nation. So I am going to ask you today to take a minute and tell other people about this podcast because we rely on your word of mouth to reach new listeners, and I don't want anyone who would benefit from these conversations to miss out. So please spread the word. As some of you know, the last season of this podcast emerged because I had a book that I wrote, a 2018 memoir called White Picket Fences. And the themes of that book led into the themes of this podcast, which we recorded on the heels of George Floyd's murder. I talked over the summer and into the fall with people like Esau McCauley and Sarah Hendren and Andy Crouch and Natasha Robinson and David Bailey, and we talked about race and class and disability and privilege. I learned so much from interacting with those people, and I loved hearing from all of you about how those conversations affected your own perspective. You sent me emails and left me messages about thinking about where to send your kids to school, how to participate in racial reconciliation within the church, how to understand disability and our common humanity. For this season, I'm using my ebook, Head, Heart, and Hands, as a guide to conversation. If you don't know what I'm talking about, this is an ebook that's available for free on my website, amyjuliabecker.com. It's free both as an ebook form and also as an audiobook. And it's a short guide that follows up on the themes of white picket fences. It's designed to offer a way to respond to social divisions using our whole selves, our heads, hearts, and hands. And in the upcoming weeks, I'll be interviewing scholars, spiritual leaders, leaders of nonprofits, leaders of churches, and some ordinary people who are living out a response to our social divisions. So we will talk with scholars and thinkers about resources for learning more. We'll discuss spiritual practices so we can try to stay grounded in love and supported in the work of social justice. And we'll also hear the practical details and the stories of people who have taken the next step towards healing in their own lives and their communities. So let me tell you about some of the guests we will hear from in the next few episodes. I'll start with a little story. Last week, on Wednesday, January 6th, I was excited. That morning, I learned that Raphael Warnock would be serving in the United States Senate. And I thought it was pretty exciting to find out that a black Christian man would be representing the people of Georgia at this time. And I was excited because I was going to be talking with Jamar Tisby and recording an episode for the first episode for this season of the podcast. If you don't know who Jamar Tisby is, uh, he has a new book that just came out, but his book that just came out is a follow-up to his best-selling The Color of Compromise, which is a history of the American church's complicity in racism. His new book is called How to Fight Racism, and it just seemed like a great day to talk with him. I was excited and encouraged as we went into that conversation. Little did I know that literally as we talked, 
President Trump was also talking. He was talking to a large group of his supporters who would then march down Pennsylvania Avenue and storm the Capitol building, where Congress had gathered to certify the Electoral College votes that make Joe Biden our next democratically elected president. But in light of these tumultuous, upsetting, unjust, tragic events, this conversation with Jamar only convinces me more of the importance of having these conversations. We had a chance to talk about all sorts of things, including racial identity formation and learning how history plays into the present moment. And we also talked about the role of relationships in racial justice. And here's a clip from what he had to say about that. And this gets at the idea that all racial justice is in some sense relational. And I especially mean when we have to cross different boundaries, race, ethnicity, culture, so that people don't simply become the other or the mm-hmm. enemy, but, but human beings, image bearers of God, and, and how that affects the way we treat other people, the way we love our neighbors, the way we maneuver in the world. Mm-hmm. But I recognize that oftentimes we leave it at relationships. And so that's where you get statements like, some of my best friends are black, or you know, I'm nice to people who, who are different. So therefore, I'm not racist and I'm not part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, keep those relationships. You know, that's good. Don't want you to be mean to other people or not have <laughs> diverse relationships. Yeah. But let's recognize that, that that's necessary but not sufficient. Mm-hmm. And so we have to go a step further to the commitment aspect. And that's really getting at the laws, the policies, the systemic and the institutional factors that, that create and perpetuate racial inequality. So I'm sure that gives you a little taste. You'll be excited to come back next week and hear from Jamar. But we'll also get to hear from Luann Huska. She's the author of a recently released book, Hurting Yet Whole, which I highly recommend. And we will talk about how personal pain and chronic illness can contribute to social pain and social division. So here's a short taste of the wisdom that she has to offer to us. With people with disabilities, so much of the suffering that happens has to do with how they don't do or don't fit into society's definitions and ideas of what's a good life and a productive Mm -hmm. life and a meaningful life. So I felt like that also plays into chronic illness that you can, we can start to ask the question, like, is this suffering? And maybe are these limits that are causing suffering due to like the experience, like the physical experience in itself or kind of the way that our world works so that we're not able to participate in the life of society in the ways that would enable us to feel more supported and connected and and experience healing. And finally, we will get to hear from Catherine Wolf, author of Hope Heals and Suffer Strong and founder, along with her husband, Jay, of the Hope Heals Camp. I can't wait for you to hear more from Catherine about her whole story. But to give a little preview, here she is talking about what it's like to spend a week at camp with a group of families who all have family members who are present with disabilities. Because nobody's trying to fix each other. Nobody's trying to heal. Nobody's trying to correct things. It's just being together. And my theory is that the bizarre communal, like almost instant, like embracing of each other has everything to do with the fact that living the quote-unquote American dream is no longer available to these families. 
So like they're not concerned with it anymore. They're on the other end of the spectrum where they actually are wanting to disrupt the lie that joy only comes in a pain-free life. So this is an invitation for you to tune in next week and the weeks after that to subscribe and share this podcast and let other people know about Love is Stronger Than Fear. We're on a mission here. I guess that's what I'm going to say. We're on a mission to help people believe that we can make a difference. We can heal. We can proclaim that hope and love and joy and justice will win. This podcast is just one small part of a larger healing work. But I hope you'll join us in this conversation and in putting this conversation into action in our broken world. Because you too have come to believe that love is stronger than fear.